Today we have a very, very special guest. Actor, comedian, producer, writer. I've seen him all the classics. All these little niche parts. Are you guys on drugs? <laughs> In all of my favorite movies. <laughs> Rob Riggle in studio we are covering the 2019 afc championship between the patriots and the chiefs i've been a chiefs fan my whole life long suffering chiefs fan this is the first time we had hosted an afc game ever something was in the air you know this thing's coming down to the end the chiefs and the afc championship we got a chance to go to the super bowl i was so excited but Bear Grylls called and said, hey, will you come do Running Wild with me in Iceland? And it was during the AFC Championship. Cut to, I'm in Iceland on a glacier in the middle of the night, laying there, freezing my ass off, but I have my phone. I keep screaming, mother what happened here? And Bear's like, everything all right, mate? Everything okay? It's a little windy up here. I literally just watched the game. I want to run through the fucking wall right now. <laughs> it was the most epic two minutes of an AFC championship. And I'm a Chiefs fan. And that was one of the most special things I ever saw. Touchdown, You have a lot of friends. They're going to be like, he touched the punt. He touched the fucking punt. I did not touch the ball. <laughs> Games with Names is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Games with Names presented by WinBet. On today's episode, we are talking the 2019 AFC Championship game between the Patriots versus the Chiefs with Rob Riggle. Rob, big fan, big Chiefs guy. I mean, he, he was fun. Fun guy. I wasn't here for the interview, but you killed it. He looks like a new man. And he, he really it, does. It's, it's something distinguished. Those Hollywood people—they're all—they're all handsome. <laughs> Even though he's not like a handsome guy, like in the world of Hollywood, like he's not known. But they're all—they all look good. He's pretty high up on the games with names handsome uh, power ranking scale. Yeah, we we, we also get into talking <laughs> about the super blood moon, blood wolf moon, super blood wolf moon game. That was big. That's how you knew something crazy was going to happen that night. Crazy. Rob's underlying love for the Kansas City Chiefs and everyone in Hollywood. Everyone in Hollywood loves Undying the Chiefs. Undying love, man. They, they love got like a wriggle. They Run. got a ham. They got, we talk it all. We talk about that that Chiefs gang of celebrities. It's a um, little posse. Oh, posse. And getting stranded on an iceberg. He was out there with Bear Grylls in a tent watching this thing on the GameCast and following along. It was wild. I don't know why, but I just get instant thought of ice fishing gone wrong. <laughs> like, gone wrong. You know, like those Falling little houses oh my God. that have fires on water? Terrifying. I don't get it. People in Minnesota love it. I don't get places. it. Dude, I gotta say, I rewatched a little bit of this last night. The final, the OT drive, punching OT Chiefs Patriots on YouTube. Chills, bro. I still can't believe Josh pulled a flea flicker <laughs> on that OT drive. Hey, man, yeah. Empty the clip. You got it. That nothing, nothing left for next week at that game. That's what they always said. If if it's on the play sheet, we're calling it. I love it. One of the best games of all time. Oh my god, it was a fun game. This will be a fun episode. Let's get into it. Hell yeah. Let's get into it. Make sure you check out Games with Names on YouTube, Instagram, X, Snapchat, and TikTok at Games with Names. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We want to hear from you. So why don't you guys give us a call, 424-291-2290. Leave us a message of some kind of game wreck, some old story, some game story, anything. We want to hear from you guys. It's going to be fun. We want some advice, maybe, just anything. 
just give us a call. Games with Names is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet brings the excitement of Win Las Vegas and Encore Boston Harbor to your phone. Join WinBet today and bet with the official online gaming product from Win Resorts. Let's go. January 20th. 2019 Arrowhead Stadium, Kansas City, Missouri. It's cold. It's loud. There's a super blood wolf moon. But the goat isn't ready to pass the torch just yet. This This is the the 2019 2019 AFC Championship Game. Hell yeah. Welcome to Games with Names presented by WinBet. Today we have a very, very special guest, Rob Riggle in studio, actor, comedian, producer, writer. You've seen him in all the classics. One of my favorite stepbrothers, the Catalina fucking wine mixer, the Hangover 21 and 22 Jump Street, the Daily Show. He's got a list of things. He's got like all these little niche parts (laughs) in all of my favorite movies. Host of Holy Moly on ABC. Produced by Seth Curry. Seth, Seth. Yeah, yeah. This guy's just balling everywhere. Welcome to Games with Names, Rob. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here, dude. Yeah, no problem. So nice to meet you, too. Nice to meet you. I've enjoyed you for a long time. I, I, I Well, I say it. that. I've enjoyed your skill set. I don't, you know, obviously I'm a Chiefs man, so there was a little friction there. Yeah. But other than that, I really enjoy watching you. You know, I, I wore my... This is the only chief thing I'll ever. And wear. I appreciate you wearing that. That's fantastic. And it's because uh, I'm a huge Joe Montana fan. We, you know, had dogs. Dwight and Montana. When Joe <laughs> left the Niners, my dad literally stopped being a Niners fan. We were a Chiefs fan for one year. That's amazing. I yeah. love that. Remember that Monday Night Football game where you let him back? I, I cannot against I the forget. Niners. I, I, well, I, it was against the Broncos. Bron- wasn't it? But no, it was but Broncos. remember there was and they, and they did beat the the 49ers too. But they did a 49ers, and didn't he have a comeback? Win, uh, comeback drive win against the Niners? Probably. He always has comeback drives. Comeback that are fun to, But we could never beat Elway and the Broncos. They just had our number for a decade plus. And finally, we Joe had more magic than Elway that night. Yeah. I mean... It, because Elway brought him, you know, he brought him down the field and yeah. scored. And, we, and it was one of those, they did it again. But, uh, 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 nah. Joe Montana's got a little magic there. And all the Kansas City fans were like, we just accepted it as, well, that's how it goes. Yeah. And that's what happens. And then Joe's like, wait a second, guys. I, you got to see what I got. Yeah. And he brought it out there. Like, who was the John Candy in the stands at that time? Did he have anyone to say, like, hey, there's John Candy guys. Like, settle the, <laughs> right, the huddle right. down. Right, right, no, right. Probably no, probably not. not. Probably not. Well, uh, we got Kyler in studio. Jack's over at Mission Control. He's, he's another stat guy. He's not in right now. Uh, and we are covering the 2019 AFC championship between the Patriots and the Chiefs. Why'd you pick this game, Rob? I picked this game because for several reasons. One, I knew I'd be talking to you, so I thought it would be appropriate. Uh, two, this so the the last AFC championship game I saw as a Chiefs fan. Now you gotta remember I went to my first Chiefs game in 1975. Okay. So I've been a Chiefs fan my whole life. Long-suffering, long-suffering Chiefs fan. Never seen a Super Bowl in my lifetime. Um, and uh, 93, Joe Montana was the last time we made it to the AFC Championship game, and we didn't do very well. The Buffalo Bills had our number, and it was over. But now we have this breath of new, you know, this this uh, f- breath of fresh air come in called Patrick Mahomes. 
things are turning around. We've got Reed, you know, just all of a sudden. Tyreek Hill. You know, it, it felt like we're knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door here. And I was so excited. But Bear Grylls called and said, hey, will you come do Running Wild with me in Iceland? And I said, yes, because it was a chance to do Running Wild with Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls, who wouldn't? Yeah. So I said, yes. And he goes, okay, great. And then I looked at the schedule, and it was during the AFC Championship game. So, cut to, I'm in Iceland on a glacier in the middle of the night uh, on the far side. Reykjavik is down here, and we were way out in the middle of nowhere. And we had these little shelter halves, and I'm, I'm laying there freezing my ass off, but I have my phone. Wi-Fi. And, we have and Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi. Just somehow there was a signal that I, I could connect to because there was a highway that goes all the way around Iceland or whatever. And they, I guess they have so you had signal. towers. So I got a, a very weak, like one, two bar signal. And I was able to, you couldn't get a, you, I couldn't watch it. Okay. But I could get updates, right? There was on the, you know, how the little football field and it just shows the lines going back yeah, and forth yeah, or yeah. whatever. So I'm, I'm sitting there in my tent. The game starts. It's like 1 a.m. Right now. I had just done this thing where, you know, we, we, repelled out of helicopters we were climbing up the ice glacier we were doing all this stuff all day i'm exhausted i got to get a big sleep because tomorrow we're hitting it again and we're we're going seven miles across this glacier and but it's the chiefs and the afc championship we got a chance to go to the super bowl in my lifetime so i'm like this is so i'm watching or watching i'm i'm getting feeds every five minutes and it's slow and it's you know and i and i can't figure out like what the fuck does that mean you know what's going on here what what happened here what does that mean? We, oh, a field goal. Field goal is not going to win a game. You know, I'm getting all mad and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm, I'm in my little shelter half on this glacier, and I keep screaming, motherfucker. You know, I'm, I'm cursing. Finally, Bear's like, everything all right, mate? Everything okay? You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, you know, but I kept him up all night. The game finally ends at like four in the morning, you know, uh, Iceland time. Yeah. And... We lost, but I didn't understand what happened. You know, I was like, what happened? We were, things were going well. I thought we had to, you know, it went to overtime. And, Big overtime. And, and I was, I just couldn't get any information and it made me insane. All I saw was the final score. And, it, you know, obviously I was heartbroken yeah. uh, by that. So I thought maybe I could get some perspective on that game since I didn't see it. And even when I got back, I didn't get back until like midweek of the next week, right? So when I did get back, all the clips were gone. All the highlights were gone. They were focused on other things. They were moving on to the Super Bowl. And I was just, I, I felt like that game slipped by me. And I, I saw a couple clips of like a, whatever, somebody's offside at the last, you know, yeah, yeah. penalties and weird things yeah, like yeah. that that always happen. Oh, there's, there was a whole shit ton of those. Yeah. So have you I, seen it since? No. So I'm kind of never actually, watched the game. Uh, I, I literally watched, just watched the game. I want to run through the fucking wall right now. <laughs> I, I'm not joking. So, it was the most epic two so, minutes of an AFC championship. Yes. In oh, there, the history. There. That's actually me. Where is he? That's me in my shelter half. Oh my God. Watching the game on the glacier. That the It's a little windy up here on the glacier tonight. And it's uh Blowing up kind of storm, and and for you, for you people that don't know, Rob was a marine, so the mental toughness he's showing right now, <laughs> on a glacier, in a chief's beanie, taking a video of himself after or during yeah. the AFC Championship in 2018 is that's 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 insane. Yeah, it's insane. 
So I was actually hoping to learn more about this game. Because oh. I, I feel like, you know, I got the highlights. I heard from my friends. And it was all so depressing. We kind of blocked it out. But yeah. I'd love to hear more about it. I'd well, love to you, hear more about the game. You have a lot of friends, so I you could tell them the first question. I did not touch the ball. <laughs> okay. See, I got to know that's more about That's all you got to know. All right. right. They're going to be like, he touched the punt. He touched the fucking punt. We threw a pick the next play. Okay. Okay. So just let them know you guys got the ball back. <laughs> so that, that one's that. <laughs> all right. Good. Good. We'll be right back after this quick break. The basketball playoffs are here. Game time makes getting playoff tickets fast and easy. Prices on Game Time app actually go down the closer it gets to tip off. Playoff seats for a hundred bucks. I'll take that all day. The last minute ticket availability. Save up to 60% off buying last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, theater, etc. How easy is it to find all the big events coming up in my area? Knowing exactly what the view from my seat will look like. And event cancellation protection. Game time has the most flexible customer service policy in the ticket game. Take the guesswork out of buying professional basketball tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code Julie for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code J-U-L-I-A-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Tell us of you. You went to a game in 1975. How did you become part of the Chiefs' kingdom, as they call I, it? I, I grew up in Kansas City, so I never really had a choice. You yeah, know, you know that's just the way it is. Yeah. And they love their I, football there too. That's a I very historical. It is. A, you know, it's one of the AFC originals. Yeah, sixty. Um, uh, and um, they do love their their football in Kansas City. And and I was very. I, even though I didn't have a choice, I was fine with it. You know, yeah. I, I liked the I liked the vibe yeah. at Arrowhead. I liked the vibe. The the tailgating is the best you'll find in the NFL. Um, if the game's at three o'clock in the afternoon, people are arriving at eight a.m. to set up their grills. And mountain their, time, right there. You see that uh, three o'clock? It's probably supposed to be a four o five. That's mountain time. That's that's just me thinking. Yeah, yeah. You got to know these things wherever you are in the country. 
I'm doing TV now and I got to know these. <laughs> like, it's so weird that I'm out here now and the game started at 10 and I forgot that they started at 10 yeah. when I was a kid because mm-hmm. I was on the East Coast for so yeah. long. Yeah, but I'm bad for you. I actually love because when I lived in New York City, you know, a Monday night game would end 12 around 12, sometimes 1230, what, depending. And, you know, I would always have work or, you know, I'd be getting up early because of the Marines or yeah. whatever. And I'd be like, oh, God, just end. And especially if it was a good game, I'd be like, just let this thing be over. Now the games are over at like nine o'clock when yeah. I'm out here and I'm, you know, I got I still got time to do other stuff. There's only one thing. There's only one bad thing about it on a Sunday. For the the day games, sometimes I was living in New York my first year out. I would love to I loved going up to what is it? Barney's Greengrass. Yeah. On the upper west side, get a little brunch before you get all <laughs> nuzzled up on the couch and watch 30 hours of football. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing. But on the vice versa of that. You know, football on Sunday is done at 8.30. Mm-hmm. You get to go home. Yeah. You get to go out to have a dinner. I yeah. mean, it, it is pretty good on both sides, yeah. I guess. And if you get up, if you if you play in your morning, right, you know, right right when you roll out of the sack, especially if you're hurting from the Saturday night before. Football. You roll out, and it's it's like, let's just grab a – let's just stumble down and get some food, and you catch the first part of the first game at the restaurant yeah. or the bar, and then, boom, you're back on your couch. You're back. Well, That's Rob, that. did you watch the game? They were played in uh, Germany last week. Yes. You're up at 6 a.m. watching that game? I was. I was actually in D.C. this past weekend, uh, hosting the American Valor Awards or whatever. And so 9 a.m. Sunday, I got up nice and early. But it was nice because I was on the East Coast. So it was only 9 o'clock. I had to get up. Yeah. Duck soup, man. It was a walk in the park. But I definitely got up and watched that game. I know I don't miss if I can, if I can help. That it. was a good matchup, too. It was. And, and it was. And I'm, I, I, I'll take the W any way we get them. Yeah. But, you know. Obviously, you see things, you're like, hmm, I think we got away with one there. (laughs) Nah, you guys, I mean, Miami doesn't play tough teams very well right now. I mean, if you look at their wins, it's against everyone who's under 500, and their losses is anyone who's above 500. That's interesting. There's some crazy stats going on right now, and I'm in that world. You know, and this is pasteurization season, almost cream season, where the cream rises to the top, and you go on those Super Bowl runs, Rob, and... Right now, when you can't run the ball and you get stuffed by physicality when the weather changes, it's tough for a team. I'm proud of the Chiefs. We've for the last five years we've been such an offensive team, focus on offense, focus on offense, focus. I like our defense. What you guys have second? You guys have best defense in the league right now. Second. I I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that. But I I love our defense. Your defense is young, fast. They're playing their balls off, and that's what happens when you have to pay a quarterback. You have to learn. (laughs) how to win in different ways. And and the Chiefs have displayed that since, you know, the departure of Tyreek Hill, being able to re-identify themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we had to do a lot. Of, you know, and, and sure, you guys are yeah. in that situation now. You yeah. guys are that team. You guys well, are the... I, I think the Patriots are a great model for what we're trying to do. We're just trying to, you know, get as many W's and, and rings as you guys do. You guys are close. You guys are on your way. So, you know, what, what else is up? Like, what's up with everyone in Hollywood being a Chiefs fan? <laughs> Well, you know what, Kansas City, there must be something in the water because Paul Rudd, yeah. Jason Sudeikis, John Hamm. Eric Stone Street, uh, uh, Dave Keckner, Heidi Gardner, myself, John Hamm, Brad Pitt. Like, we're all from Taylor the Swift. Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City area. Who? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor, well, now, Taylor. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Taylor's, Taylor's wearing red. God bless her. So we need her at the games because the production goes down from the office. Have you noticed? She's not, I, well, because I, I, everybody wants to show guy. up for your girlfriend. You know, everybody wants to show off for your girlfriend. Got to. You got to. When your girlfriend's there, it's like, it's game time. And and Patrick Mahomes 
has feeds him. Feeds we him. has to because his wife's friends with Taylor now, right. and he wants that relationship to keep going completely. So that you know, it's oh, one of those. This, I see it. I see it. I see it. When she's in the crowd, you see it happening. They got and his production does go through the roof, man. It goes crazy. Oh, I'm talking about wife and and, and Taylor. They yeah. got handshakes. They're mm -hmm. doing baby toss rounds and stuff. Yeah, and they're doing the the hip checks. A lot and of the, hip all checks. Of it. Yeah, the, they have victory dances. It's crazy. If it was a celebration on the field, some of them, some people would say you get a penalty for it because it's a little excessive. Just a little too much. A little, a little too excessive. much. Yeah, a little excessive. Now, uh, the funny thing is, I went to that Super Bowl with the Chiefs when you guys beat the 49ers, and I was sitting in a box with uh, John Hamm and Paul Rudd. Yeah. And they were on the edges of their seat. Yeah. I mean, they. I mean, everyone. And and, and like you know, like uh, um, a lot of those guys, like Pitt and Keckner, are like Missouri guys in Missouri. Ham is a St. Louis guy, so when his you know when the Rams came back out here, he I think he just probably adopted the Chiefs yeah. at that point. Um, uh, but the rest of us are all Kansas City proper. So I don't know something in the water back in the eighties and nineties. Do you guys have a text group? Yeah. Well, we do, we do a huge uh, charity event for Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City called the Big Slick. It was, it, the reason we call it that is because it started as a poker tournament. Yeah. But then the Missouri Gaming Commission made our life hell. So now it, we, do a, we do a charity softball game, and then we uh, do a big show and stuff. Um, and Cheryl Crow, she's, she's headlining it this year, and she's from Missouri as well. Cheryl Crow, man, what was that, in like 99? I used to love her. Little, what was that one song? All I want to do is have some fun. I got a feeling I'm not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a couple hits. She's got a few. She's got, she's got a lot. She's actually going into the Hall of Fame. I think, she, wasn't she also, There wasn't there a story back in the day where she said we should only use one square of toilet paper to save trees or something? I don't know about that. That's Because that'd be messy after a Mexican yeah. meal. That doesn't feel, that doesn't feel like that was thought through. <laughs> she used to be a backup singer for Michael Jackson. I, a lot of people did. No, he's had, I think J-Lo was like one of the their dancers. They're, dude, when you're a, a circus like that, yeah, you're going to get some offsprings. Yeah, I think so. There's going to be some offsprings. How is the balance between comedy and the military? Easy. Easy. It's just, it's like anything else. Uh, you know, you, you, you do, you wear multiple hats, right? Yeah. yeah. So same here. Yeah. No, I never changed my personality when I went in the Marine Corps. I was always going to be me. Now I was more disciplined me and. There are certain things that you have to do and, and different missions and different leadership things that you take on and, and to fit into the mold of Marine and what we do, but you still have to be you. Yeah. You know, you still can't, you can't become anything else or it's just, it doesn't connect and people can smell that out a mile away. Yeah. So you just, yes, there was more structure. Yes, there was more discipline. Yes, there was a, a system in place, but you still got to be you. Yeah. So like, there's camaraderie when you're a Marine with the boys. Absolutely. You guys are fucking getting yelled at, going through all your drills, which is, you know, I don't like to compare it, but it's similar to how we hold our shit uh, in football. Yeah. It's we, a team. It's a team. So we used to have a guy by the name of Rich Ornberger. Okay. And I swear he was on the team just because he entertained us for team com camaraderie. <laughs> Gil Bill kept him on the team to tell stories. Yeah. Were you the guy that was just funny that kept guys... Like hopes up or yes. you crack a joke. Like when when it was hard, there was always great to have a guy that was funny. Sure. 
because you, everyone's fucking miserable. Everyone's like, fuck this. These coaches are assholes. Yeah. And then you get a guy, you know, he says something that he, like brightens the day. Yeah. Were you that guy? Sometimes. 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 Because I, I was an officer, so I, I, you know, it was hard to just joke around yeah. and, and be too loosey-goosey because... Yeah. Well, there's time and place. Uh, yeah, time and place. It was always time and place, and I would pick my shots. Yeah. And, and, but again, I was true to myself. Like, if something made me laugh or I saw something that was ridiculous... There was a chance that you were going to hear about it. You know, I was going to call it out or something. Um, and and if anybody was in earshot, they've heard it. You know, and and uh, but at the same time, I had to maintain good order and discipline. Or order and discipline, but funny. Yeah, officer. Who is the NFL equivalent to Ron? Rob. Rob. Jesus. That's all right. It's all right. Sorry. Uh, no. Who would be Wait. the equivalent? Rob. I'm a big fan too. <laughs> you got hit in the head for a living. We give, we give him a big slide on this kind of Jesus stuff. Christ. Um, there's a handful of uh, people that I think are. Uh, it's always interesting. Athletes uh, being funny. You're not funny if you try to be funny. That doesn't work. And what I found, like when I hosted the ESPYS and stuff, I was always trying to do bits with people. And so what I found was. The default mode of athletes, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but what I've what I observed, the default mode of athletes is competition. They fall back into competition. They get their game face on. That's where they're comfortable. In order to do comedy, you have to be willing to look foolish. You have to be willing to look like a, a dummy, a yeah. dickhead, you know, obnoxious. Vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to you have to look foolish. Yeah. You have to be willing to. And most athletes, their default is I'm not looking foolish. Yeah. You know, that guy's the jerk. That guy's a jerk. I <laughs> laugh at him. And so the guys that are willing to look silly. So you're, so you're saying Kirk Cousins when he performed <laughs> that was it uh, the the Miley, Miley Cyrus song? I'm sure, yes. But like, but like Peyton uh, Manning at the ESPYS. Pey Peyton yeah. Manning's willing to look foolish. Uh, uh, um, Griffith, uh, I'm forgetting his first name. Robert. Robert. Uh, not Robert Griffith. Uh, uh, I mean, he's a basketball player. Blake Griffith. Blake. Blake. Blake, he's willing to look foolish, yeah. right? You know, he did that great commercial where he was on a jetpack and he was smashing into shit. You know, that's funny. Like yeah. it's and he's he's not trying to be, he's just willing to look foolish. So um I, I don't know. Peyton Manning, uh, he seems to get it. That's so funny. would you put in the uh, the category of <laughs> would you put in the category of goes and falls back on competition with like Tom Brady when he hosted the SNL? I like I was with Tom. I was on SNL when Tom came. So, but was he? Did he fall? He back? He was great. No, he he was. He, he didn't was, fall back on competition. No, he, he didn't. I actually was very proud of him because he was willing to to you know get out there and be silly and and look foolish. We did that great parody commercial. It was it was a it was a uh, sexual harassment training, and so it was like uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, and they were in this office, and it was a training film, and like Fred Armiston was like hi, and they were like instantly calling HR. And then Tom Brady walks in in his underwear, and they were like, "Hey, what's up? It's cool, you know." Like, but he was so willing to do whatever we brought to him, and that's huge too. That's a, a you know. So uh, Tom did a great job, actually. I like that's where I got to meet Tom, and 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 uh, he was very gracious with me. Like when he came to Arrowhead a couple times, and uh, he was always like, "Hey, come on down and hang out." And you want to hate him until you meet him. He's great. He's he's great. We we, we had to do that movie together. Uh 80 for Brady. Oh yeah. When he puts his mind to something. Yeah. He's like really involved. Like he he was nervous about doing his parts and yeah. stuff, so he made me go in his trailer. He's like making me run lines with them. He's like, "How is that?" I'm like, "Dude, you're good. You're fine. You'll be you're it'll be good." <laughs> he's like, "That's I, why he's then, that's why he is who he then is." Then we do it again. I'd be like, "That's a little I think it's a little 
A little overacting. It's a little overacting. And then we now do it again. In his head. And then you do it again. I go, that's Pacino. That's fucking Pacino right there. That was the thing we used to have all the time in the locker room. We used to always say we'd have like a counter play or a flea flicker or a double route move. And you have to sell the first route. You have yep. to act the first route. Yes. And if you don't, you know. It's foiled. It, it, it's spoiled. Yeah. So there'd be a time where I'd run a double route or, or something. He goes, that's Pacino right there. That's Pacino. <laughs> and there'd be a time where I did. He goes, ah, a, little, a little overacting. They, they saw it, brubs. They saw it, babe. It was funny. Oh, that's um, awesome. How cool is John Stewart? He's really cool. Uh, he's a, he, I owe him a lot. He, he was so uh, patient and gracious with me coming up and, and just learning because I was still very green when I got some of my breaks, yeah. you know, and he was a wonderful mentor just comedically. Yeah. You know, and then also just watching him run a show, you know, and manage, Pro. manage people, manage the writers, manage the, the correspondents, manage the producers, man. And yet he was so good at it all. Uh, he, he's a good leader. There's, there's people that are special like that. Yeah. And when I when I think of guys like that, it's like Devin McCourty. Mm. You know, he was a guy that could speak in front of the guys. Right. He worked his dick off. He knew what everything was going on around and every conceptual kind of concept. Mm -hmm. He was a great guy off the field. He knew how to put a hat on and be his family. Like, there's just guys that are special that know how to just do it. Yeah, they can compartmentalize and manage very well. That's that's everything, and that's the one thing everyone asks me what. What's what? What makes Brady Brady? I th I say it's his compartmentalization uh, ability. Yeah. I mean, it's That's, it's literally insane when you know a guy ha finds out his mom's dying, like or has cancer mm -hmm. a few weeks, and no one knew about it because yeah. he was the same guy at work. He yeah. was just you know he handled his work, knew how to cra you know crack a joke with the guy, this that. Like no one knew about it. I've worked with a lot of of generals. I've worked with yeah. a lot of celebrities. I've worked with a lot of, a lot of people that are in leadership positions. And I, that is one of the, I think, a common thread that runs through them all is their ability to compartmentalize. Yeah. And effectively. We can all compartmentalize to a certain degree. You can't let it affect other things. Yeah, but can you do it sustained? Mm -hmm. Can you do it with big, you know, big things happening in your life? Can you keep it in its own silo? No. Most people can't. No. It spills over. Yeah. It does. I mean, that's, so. that's leadership. Yeah. We have a segment where we go back into time of the game. This game took place... January twentieth, two thousand nineteen. The number one movie was Glass. Was that the uh, that was the sequel to Unbreakable with the train wreck? Yes. I didn't see it, but I want to see it now that I haven't seen it because yes. I liked Unbreakable. Yes, and to see Bruce Willis still hooking and jabbing back in the day because I know now you know his his health is deteriorated. But yeah, God bless. Him. He's such a icon. He's a he's a star. He's a yeah, he's a national treasure. Guy. You know that, that's he's a, he's a national treasure. You got him right on the wall. Baby, it's a chopper, and it's he's like one of those guys that you put in the class of movie star. Like it's different a little bit nowadays, yeah. you know. That that's like a traditional movie star, yeah, just a rock star, yeah, 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 yeah. Without me by Hasley or ha ha Halsey, 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 I should know that. I've met her, I think. See, I'm, I'm I, I can't read, Rob. <laughs> okay i can't read it's all right there's all kinds of well you can get, there's apps for that is there yeah but then you have to read and download the app <laughs> you got lots of friends They'll help you. yeah <laughs> do you ever watch that Firefest documentary fire fraud yes I, I did watch it i mean it was it was about that fire island concert that was a total bust yeah and it was all bs and they when people showed up they had like a 
a couple mattresses, a couple shitty tents, like handmade sandwiches. It was a just a debacle. I believe a guy in this uh, specific one of uh, documentary said he would s a d to get off the island. Wow, that's that's you know when you know you've hit because there's people who do Survivor who won't you know s a d s and d yeah I mean if it floats your boat maybe he likes that and he was trying to manipulate that yeah. to get there it might have been yeah that might have been uh more of a not a cry for help but more of just an invitation well good news fire festival 2 has been announced there's no lineup no location or no actual date yet but it's been announced let's so. buy tickets quick yeah <laughs> who who bought it someone had who's to- going who falls for that twice come on i'm sure there's plenty oh my god little Lil Nas X drops Old Town Road. I'm sure we've all heard that a million times on every intro to everything at yes. this time in life. Yes. And the Masked Singer premiered. Oh, my gosh. That thing's been around longer than I remembered. Demi Lovato's on the new one. Gronk did it, too. Gronk did it. I, I was a guest host on there one time uh, back during the middle of COVID, so I don't think anybody knew. But actually, <laughs> that's when everyone would watch it. Everyone was at home. <laughs> Well, Dr. Ken and I are, are friends, and so he he asked me to do it. So he's the best. He's, he's great. But I, here's what I remember also about this leading up to this game was in the fall of 2018, Yeah, the Chiefs and the Rams played at the Coliseum in an epic game. It was like 50 the final to 52 or something. Yeah, something. It was a 50 to 50 game, right? We're going to do that game. At and it point. was it, the, the wildfires were going on. And so it was, you know, it was high stakes. You know, the people of L.A. were rallying. It was, you know, for the firefighters and this, that, and the other. And the and the Chiefs came up a little short in that game. But I remember thinking, oh, my God, wouldn't this be a great Super Bowl? And sure enough, you guys went on to, to win that Super Bowl with against the Rams. Yeah. But I th- always thought if we had gotten back, we would have taken it to the Rams at that Super Bowl. That was such a great game. Like, the Rams were all yellows. Yeah. The game was supposed to be in Mexico City, but yes, the turf was right. shit. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna that's one of the games we've got a whole list of games we want to do for the show oh, that's definitely high on the list what was life like for you in 2019 2019 uh uh it was still pretty good yeah it was still pretty good yeah the 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 shit hadn't hit the fan yet what do you mean oh just uh you know my personal life covid Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. This uh, is right before it. The economy, <laughs> elections. Like, everything went to shit pretty soon after this. Uh, and it's just now coming back a little bit. But still, this was just before that. So this my follow-up question, how have things changed since then? <laughs> you got a couple Super Bowls in that time frame, though. We, uh, I'll tell you what. You know, honestly, the 2020s have been garbage. Except for the Chiefs. <laughs> that's the only thing that's kept my head above water. So I'm unbelievably grateful uh, that the Chiefs, you know, are, are doing as well as they've done. They've given me something to, to hope for and something to look forward to for a good chunk of my year, uh, every year since 2020. You're, you're a big golf guy. Love golf. Big golf guy. Yeah, I love it. Do you remember where you were when Tiger Woods won the Masters this year? Hmm, I was watching it, so I'm, I'm sure I was on my couch screaming i think when is it it's usually on a it's in the spring so it's the first week of may where was that or in april it's always april April, or is the third week of april or something yeah i always remember it in april for whatever reason and i did go to the 2018 masters actually physically went uh and that was the year that like patrick reed won yeah 
uh, and that's fine. It was, you know, it was fun, but it was fun just to be there because you watch the tournament your whole life and you see these iconic holes, you know, like aim in yeah. corner and, you know, 18 or, or the, uh, 16, the par three or whatever. So to stand, you know, around the green and watch it's a lot more elevated in, than you think it is. The, the hills are way Crazy. more dramatic, way more dramatic than you think, but it was just as green and as beautiful and as it was pretty cool. And of course I was there with a good buddy of mine and, we hadn't hung out in a while, so it was just he and I, and we were drinking beers and reminiscing. It was just fun. It was Isn't a like great a buck weekend. Fifty a beer there? Yeah, I don't, I don't everything's know, I, very affordable. I heard. Yes, it, it was. It felt reasonable, but maybe that's because you had to pay so much to get in. <laughs> that's probably true. But the 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 gift store—that's what I remember. The gift store is like a Costco, okay? And you, you go can only in, buy merchandise from there. From there, so you, people are in there buying uh, easy a thousand dollars worth of swag. Just because they have a laundry list from all their friends. Yep. Going, oh, I got to get my all my foursome. I got to get them, you know, whatever. Ball markers and, and shirts, hats. And hats, all of it. Then you're like, I get some for my dad. I got to get some for balls. So I walked out of like two bags full of just shit, really, you know. But, it's but a, I still have, I still do wear the hats. I still do wear the, the thing from there. You got to. It's a yeah. great like gift for yeah. anything. And the fact that you only get it there. Only yeah, there. And yeah. they let you know that. Yeah. You can't order this online. Yeah. And they have it down to a science, too. So it was very efficient. Like, I was, I went in. I grabbed what I want. I put it in the sack. I walked to the cash register. Boom. Credit card. Boom. Next thing I know, I'm out. I'm out. I'm outside. Like it in and out so burger. Fast. Yeah. In exactly. and out burger. Get them in and out. Get them in and I, out. I got Jack yelling from Mission Control. He's saying, April. It's April. And this year was April 11th through April 14th. There you go. The Masters. Sorry. Thanks, Jack. We miss you, dude. Uh, women's national team wins the World Cup. We're, we're a big women's international soccer, especially America here, Good. with my daughter yep. playing on the Santa Monica surf right now. Love that. Love that. Uh, and Brandy Chastain. I'm always proud of our, our, our women when they, they go on the world stage because they, they do very well. Generally Dude, speaking, they do very well. I'm telling you right now, I grew up playing soccer in California like before I could play football in like 93 or something. I go now, fast forward, and I see my my daughter, and she, I put her in this like travel team and or this club team. These little girls are machines, and it's because of these girls at the top. You know what I mean? And Brandy Chastain back in the day, elevating soccer in the U.S. for especially girls. I mean, these girls are insane. It's 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 it reminded me of like when we had our Pop Warner, because our Pop Warner football where I grew up was like very meticulous very military like mm -hmm. we were like disciplined mm -hmm. these little girls are the same thing and it's it's fun to watch these brandy chastain too i've played golf with her she she good? she's a stick she could she could play the game yeah her short game was fantastic as a matter of fact who was uh, uh jonathan ogden was my partner yeah and she got partnered up with ken griffey jr and it was a two it was a scramble how was his swing it probably looked beautiful oh, ken griffey he just effortlessly hits it, you know, three bills off the tee every time. Effortless. But they were such a great ham and egg because he would long bomb it, and her short game was incredible. Chipping and putting, she was draining everything. So they were like this unstoppable force. Meanwhile, Jonathan Ogden stuck with me. I'm dragging him down. <laughs> He's having to get us out of so much trouble. I keep putting us in trouble. He keeps getting us out. So anyway, uh, she's, a good, she's not only great at soccer, she's a great uh, golfer as well. What's this, the Boogermobile this on the Monday year. Night Football? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what he, he was doing that, I think, back with uh, with my partner from Holy Moly, Joe Tessitore. Yep. Yeah. Not I, a... I like that team. People were Good getting team. on him for it. The Boogermobile just didn't... 
It, yeah. It, 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 it was click. too. It was too. Uh, what was it? Too big a swing. <laughs> too big a swing. That's right. So oh. it, he wanted to be there, or they wanted him there to get field perspective and also watch. And I, I, I well, I got some burger burger mobile info. So the in the press conference, uh, this was from the press conference or the um, press release. McFarlane will be riding in an elevated chair that will be positioned over the line of scrimmage for each snap, giving a God's eye view of the action. He'll be transported up and down the sideline by cart equipped with two outreached arms, one for McFarland's seat and the other for a camera operator. And also remember this blocked the most expensive seats in the stadium. That's what I kind of remember. <laughs> there was a they didn't really think it through because the camera moving up and down the sideline was always a, a hindrance for people who paid a lot of money. Yeah. Then you double it up and it became this basically moving billboard that just blocked out the most important part of the field. Now they have the thing on the wires where it yeah. zooms around. They don't have to have that. And ESPN's solution to blocking the fans was they just put a TV like on his ass to just yeah. show the broadcast. You see it on the backside. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then when it got when it got officially killed in March of this year, 2019, an ESPN spokesman said the custom built cart was filled with parts from various vendors. It was disassembled and each piece was returned to its dealership. <laughs> I wonder how much horsepower that bad boy had. <laughs> I think it probably take it's probably road certified. You can get up to 35. We'll be right back after this quick break. Games with Names is brought to you by my friends at WinBet. WinBet is bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas and Encore Boston Harbor to online sports betting. Whether you're a recreational player or a serious handicapper, WinBet is your ticket to every exciting wager from straight up bets to parlays, teasers, or any prop bet you can dream up. All players have access to win rewards and can redeem them for resort credit in Las Vegas and Boston. Sign up today and get in the game online or visit Boston Sportsbook at Encore Boston Harbor. There's no better way to enjoy some sports with some extra winnings in your pocket. Betting is a team sport. Join the win bet team and bet with the best. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let's break down the game. I know this is going to hurt me probably more. This is going to be good for you, bad for me, but I guess we got to do this. I need to see it. I need to see it for myself. I don't know. This was kind of a passing of the torch. <laughs> I think it was. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you get, They were the... The sexy, fast, fun, new age team against the same old team that's been there for the last 20 years, plays a little slower. By the way, I was at the Super Bowl down in Houston when you guys came back on Atlanta. Oh, yeah. And I remember at the time saying to my sister who was sitting next to me, I said, you know, if the if the Pats are going to do this, they got to start like now. And right when I said that, you guys like scored. And I remember thinking... Okay, this is still mathematically, mathematically. I was looking at the, I was like mathematically and time wise, this can you still this could still happen. You need a couple things to happen, but it could happen. And it just kept unfolding, and you guys kept doing it and doing it, and it every it just kept falling into place. And then it got to a point where now you had the momentum, like it was destiny at this point. It was gonna happen. And then when it did, I just thought I and I'm a Chiefs fan, and that was one of the most special things I ever saw. That was insane. Yeah, that was an insane game. All right, set the stage here. Let's set the stage here. 
All Tyler. right, you guys are coming off back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. Are, Is that true? Yeah. This was your third in a row? Yeah. Oh, you guys are a little showy. And four Super Bowls in, what, five years? <laughs> four Super Bowls in five years? Yeah. And I think it was our sixth AFC championship in a row or seventh. So this was Patrick Mahomes' first year as a starter. Um, MVP. MVP. Alex Smith was traded before the season. Same thing with Marcus Peters. Uh, they started off hot 5-0. and Um it was the fourth race season making the playoffs, and Patrick Mahomes eventually won MVP. Some notable names for the team, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Eric Berry, D. Ford, Chris Jones, as well as Eric Bianami, the offense coordinator, and Andy Reid, head coach. Look at Travis. He had 100. That did his own for him for years. And I remember, I remember also, maybe it was 2019. Williams had a really good game against us, too. That They don't, they don't have him on here. He was their running back. Damian yeah. Williams, I think he had two Damian. touchdowns. Yeah, he, he balled out. I think I hosted uh, um, NFL honors. Yeah. On on uh, when it was up, when the Super Bowl was up and when you guys were playing the Eagles up in Minnesota. And I came, I actually came to that. Did you I, come to that? I accepted Tom's MVP trophy oh, for nice. him. And they they I think they bleeped me out because <laughs> I said LFG or something. I thought you'd be under some sort of curfew. No, I wasn't playing. I tore my ACL. Okay. okay. So it was a year I didn't play. And they That's lost the Super win. Bowl. Huh? They Come had, on. They had like 800 yards of offense. You don't have to be modest. I'll, I'll do it for you. I'll say it for you. <laughs> so set the, what's our stage for the Patriots off this? So we got the, this is, we had this young, sexy, new age Kansas City Chief team that could just score at will against anyone. They got the phenom quarterback. Now we let's set the stage for the old jokers. The guys that have been there for a while. So Patriots were 11-5, first in the AFC East. Um, they were coming off back-to-back Super Bowls, as you mentioned. One win, uh, the Falcons game, and then a loss against the Eagles. Um, they had back-to-back double-digit losses in Week 2 and Week 3. Kind of a heart, uh, kind of a weird start. Julian also didn't really play the first couple of games for reasons. Um, this was also the season of Miracle in Miami, uh, where Miami won in a last-second kind of lateral play. Um, God damn it. And then Gronk was... Gronk was defensive back for that and missed the open the thing. He, what were we thinking? That was bad. Keep going. That was bad. Jules, this is Jules' first season off the ACL tear, as you mentioned. Um, and they had a losing road record in the regular season game. Uh, regular season, excuse me, they were three and five. Notable names, obviously Tom Brady, Jules, Gronk, Tony Michelle's first year, Stephon Gilmore, the McCourty brothers, Hightower. Um, Rex had a big game. Rex had a big game this one. Yeah. Hogan had a huge couple catches. So the five losses you had in that eleven and five season, do you remember the five losses? Do you remember who? Miami, Miami. We lost to Miami. That was the miracle. They beat us oh, in the last play. The last play. I remember that. Yeah. We, okay. Okay. I remember that. That's crazy though. That's a crazy loss. Lost to the Steelers late in the year. Late in the year, which we never lose in November, or yeah. December, which we lost. So like we are having state of the unions. <laughs> <laughs> um, those are the two games that stick out the most. That because I was we lost two games when I wasn't playing. I, I was just, I was suspended. For, I was on a, a vacation for the first four games. Okay, so I, I wasn't there. So I think we lost two games there. You want them? I got them. So lost week two against the, at the Jags, and this is when the Jags were still. This is when like, Jags were coming off hot when they had the yeah. D line because they made the yeah. AFC Championship game the next year with Blake, got or it. the year prior. Yeah, uh, and then lost again. At Detroit Lions on a Monday Night Football to Matt Patricia's Lions. Oof. And then also lost again uh, 
at the Tennessee Titans with with yes, Rabel, we lost that one with Rabel. Where Brady had that like stumble, that like kind of reverse pass past to Brady, and then Brady like missed it off his hands. Remember that? I threw it to him. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were right, Steelers. I remember the Steelers. The Steelers, and I remember uh, Miami. Those are the two. I re- and I remember Vrabel because the whole week, whenever we play against the Titans, fucking Vrabel will be and Brady will be texting each other, talking shit because <laughs> they played together. They won three Super Bowls yeah. together. Fucking guys. So I have a little story time. So during this season, we were filming a documentary about Julian's career and like this game is kind of a turn back from ACL, and um, we were kind of in the th- in the thick of it, and we desperately wanted a Tom Brady interview. And so knowing like how the Patriots operate, he was going to do it, but it's just all about scheduling and finding the right time to do it. So in the NFL schedule, Tuesdays are usually off days, right? And usually when the guys can do this stuff and when we would shoot with Julian back in the day, we'd always get on Tuesdays, but there was a big, but, and if they win the game prior, right? So if they win the game, Jules is usually in good spirits. We can shoot some stuff. So I had Tom Brady finally locked up. I've got the interview scheduled. It was going to be this Tuesday, and I had to watch one game. If they win the game, Brady's free and clear. We got the interview. It's going to be great. And it was the Miracle in Miami game. Oh, God. And, like, I'm just like, okay, you know what? We got it. We're going to get the interview. And then the Miracle in Miami, fuck, it's not going to happen. And then credit to Tom. Like, he did it that Tuesday. We, we filmed with him. And oh, we, good. We He's, a He's, He's, a a He's a pro. He's a pro. He's a pro. He's a pro. And all he wanted to do was just talk shit about Jules for the first <laughs> 20 minutes. He's like, that guy is a pain in the ass. Huh? I was like, you know. <laughs> standard. I love it. Eh. Standards is standard. High standards. Nothing wrong. Never apologize for high standards. All right. We set the stage. Now we have, it's time for the bounty wingman question. Bounty is everyone's favorite wingman because you can't have football without wings. And you can't have wings without bounty. Do you know I was the bounty man? Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. that's why we, we wanted to introduce this. Good. We pitched it to them that we want you. Yeah, perfect. The I bounty man. And that was actually a Super Bowl commercial, I think. It was, I think. Yeah. You know how much they pay for those? Oh, my gosh. A boatload. So bring yeah. out the wings. Let's get these wings. What? Dang. And our wing question is, I think we do it while we're eating. What's the game day when the Chiefs are on? The Hollywood squad is fully packed and ready. Yeah. Uh, text chaining each mm-hmm. other. What's the ideal game day spread look like to you? I need comfort food, usually to help with Saturday night's activities. And also, you know, anything you throw in the crock pot, like a chili chili, or a, you know, a beef stew or a, a pot roast, you know, or something like that, that makes the whole house smell good. Yeah. And then you get to chow down and put it in in the morning. And by the afternoon, it's so ready to go. What's your auxiliary piece for the stew crock pot thing? Is it a rice? Is it a cornbread? Is it a potato? Sides, sides are important. I'm, I'm a big potato guy. I love potatoes with most meals. I got to have potatoes. Because if you put like a mashed potato, I like I always like stew on top of something. Mm-hmm. Like either a white so like rice. Almost like a shepherd's pie. Would you would do mashed love potato? Shepherd, love, love shepherd's pie. pie. I could do a shepherd's pie all love day. Pot love pot pies. Shepherd's yeah. pies. Pot pies good too. Love a pot pie. You can't go wrong with pot pie. No, can't. That's what we used to call um, Christian Nicoya back in the 90s because he he did this. There was this grocery chain in Kansas City, and he'd always be selling, he'd always be promoting the, the turkey pot pies. And so we just called him pot pie. You know, the one thing you need with a pot pie because it's so gooey and they just put the crust on over, the one thing you need is great paper towels. And Bounty is that great paper towel to just wipe it off your... You're not wrong about that, Jules. This is a super and, he, and look at he's 
He's got great facial hair. I'm a facial hair guy. You, mm -hmm. you got to have a real sturdy, sturdy paper towel. So that's the wingman question of the day. Now let's get back to our other thing. The, another big thing about this game was it was the first, because even in 93, we had to play that in Buffalo. This is the first time we had hosted an AFC game Home. ever in Arrowhead, you, ever. Do you know what the crazy thing about it was? So it was really special, and I was so bummed I couldn't be there. But go ahead. What was it? Well, it was, what was what, what night was it? It was Blood Moon. The Blood Moon. Blood Moon. Yeah. Super Blood Wolf Moon is when Earth's moon in a total lunar eclipse has a reddish appearance and coincides with a super moon and a full wolf moon. It's a very rare event. The next one is supposedly going to take place in 2029. So it was just already a bonkers night to start. Yeah, the something was in the air. Something. Bill great. Collins needs to be playing something in the air tonight. <laughs> I can't I can't listen to that song. I listened to it before Miami of Ohio game don't, 2007, don't, 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 and we lost. And so from there on out, I never yeah, listened. Done to with that one. That was off the, the list. Yeah. So leading up to this game, the two teams met in Week Six this year. The Patriots won 43 to 40. Uh, that game was at Gillette Stadium. Uh, both teams finished two and two in their last four games. Also, notably, this is a little bit of a changing of the guard or starting the like rise of the Kansas City um, dynasty, maybe or very good best team in the AFC. Um, Brady was forty-one years old. Mahomes is twenty-three years old. Um, this was the eighth straight AFC Championship game for New England, and there's also a little bit in the. In, Jules wants to talk about it a little bit, but there's. The second dynasty, the Patriots, they weren't good on the road. Yeah. They didn't win a lot of road games. So Yeah, so, I mean, we were, th what, three and five on the road in, in this year. And going into this game, we blew out the Chargers. We just played, we started fast. They couldn't handle us at home. And after that, we knew we had to go on the road. My part of the dynasty there's two dynasties really in in new england there's the early 2000s and then there's the you know late 14 16 18 which are completely different teams we never won on the road when it came to the playoffs we went to afc championship twice in denver we lost in denver twice on the road we just couldn't do it on the road that was like the mantra for this whole team they can't win on the road we sucked on the road during the season. So we were getting harped at all preparation for this game. They kept on showing the old Patriots games when they went into the, what is it, 14-2, and 15-1, San Diego Chargers beat them over there. And as this team was, you know, making our case of our, our little dynasty, like we were so sick and tired of hearing about the old Patriots, Troy Brown, Teddy Bruschi, yeah. fucking Ray. I was, it made me sick. <laughs> So we were like, we were ready for this. We wanted to go on the road. We wanted to fucking play the sexy team of the future. Yeah. The team that everyone was talking about. No one was talking about us doing anything, this thing. So we were all like really hyped up for this game going into it. It did feel like the season was building for a Chiefs Super Bowl. It was everything. All the stars were aligning. Yeah. The Rams, it was pretty clear they were going from the NFC. It was going to be a rematch of that great Monday night football game. It just felt like that should be, that's what was going to unfold. So when you guys won this game, I, I remember it was kind of a gut shot because it, it it took the wind out of us quite a bit. So what was your, like, when you found out you were playing us in the championship at home, what's game plan for the week? Like, in 
on well, glacier. I, I, I was on I, glacier. On the glacier. My only thought was, um, and it, to me, it, it's that old Elway Montana thing. You know, who's got who's got more magic? And I never underestimate Tom Brady. He's shown it time and time and time and time again with multiple teams, with multiple you know situations, scenarios, whatever. You, you, he just knows how to do it, okay? He's clearly done it. He's done it better than anybody. But I also really, really believed in what Patrick Mahomes was doing. I believed in his magic, and I, I actually saw some of his magic firsthand, not in football, playing golf, playing golf. Because he would say, you know, he would he has this unbelievable focus, and he would, it's like if he speaks it out loud, it comes into existence. Yeah, It's really a, this weird manifestation thing where he, because we were playing golf, and we got to this part three, and he was like, he was like, I'm going to put this within two feet of the hole because he had been losing like the last several holes. And he, he was like, for all the money, you know, double or nothing, triple or nothing, I don't care. It's going next to the hole. That's it. And there was no reason to believe him because he had sucked for the last three holes. But then all of a sudden, shing, like a laser. His focus crystallized. His everything just happened. And he put it within two feet of the hole, tapped it in for bird, won the hole. Every, and it, so I was like, this guy, when he decides yeah. to dial – there ain't much anybody's gonna do to stop it. Now, did did you did you did you take part in watching how he does his putt when he does his little shoulder thing? Do you ever see that? Whenever he, <laughs> yeah yeah, it's he like bring, it's the old shooting the cuffs. Yeah, like he, he'll you know. go here and he'll like do this thing. I'm, so I started doing it to my game because Tom does it. But to start this game out, we wanted the, I think we got the ball and uh, we wanted to go in and show these guys that we're a fucking physical football team. And you saw it from that first drive when we, Sony Michelle, I think it was the first play, banged off like a thirteen or ten yard run. We were driving the ball. We had a me very methodical, I don't know, ten, eleven, twelve play drive where we were converting third downs. We were skipping third downs. We were running the ball down their throat, and it just felt like we we had some power, right? We had some power going into this. We go and we score. We convert a third down, two third downs. We score in the red area. We, we run the ball in. We wanted to run the ball in. If you want to be a tough, physical football team, when you get the ball in the red area, nothing shows you are tough more than if you run the ball in the end zone. And we did that. So, like, we got in there. We had confidence high. We go out there, and our defense goes up on the field. And Patrick Mahomes goes. And I, I don't know if they went three and out, but we stopped them. And, and our defense had confidence. And then we, I think we got the ball back. And a lot of time was taken off the clock, right, for those two drives? Yeah. The first drive was eight minutes long. Wow. Eight minutes long. Yeah. Wow. That's eight half the quarter. And that's Over what, half the quarter. That's what we wanted to do. We wow. wanted to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Yeah. And so then the second drive, we get it, and we're driving into the second. We bring it the same thing. We're bringing it down the field. Gronk gets a catch. Hogan gets a catch. Sony's running great. James White's making great plays. We get in the red area, and I think Tom threw the pick. Yep. We were on the two-yard line, second down. Tom threw a pick in the end zone, and that's how fast momentum changes yeah. in an NFL game. Yeah. But that team, having the mental toughness, and that team being the Patriots, had the mental toughness. Our defense stops them again. And so this is like the first time they're not scoring points, and we go down, and we drive the ball, we get the ball again, and we, we threw a touchdown pass to Philip Dorsett. Yep. Probably in like a fringe, so like a 35-yard touchdown on a third down. And we go into half 14-0. And we're sitting there, and we're like, 
this is tough, but this team's very explosive. Yeah. You know, you, you know this team is going to make a play or two. They, they have too many good plays on film. They, they're too, their quarterback's too explosive. They have playmakers everywhere. But we were very confident. And then what happened when, in the second half? How did so, it start? Well, to wrap up the first half, so um, the Chiefs' first three drives, they had eight plays in their first three drives for a negative two yards. Jeez. And then that's a cold start. And then to start. I'm glad, I'm glad it was coming in slow. I'm glad I missed the, <laughs> some oh. of the stuff. No, it, it, I'm, I'm telling you, we were, we were whooping up on them. And I our think, defense you know, was playing crazy. Vanoy, Hightower, Flowers, Gilmore. fucking Gilmore had some good plays. Uh, Landon Roberts. Well, it's like you, you, you just tapped on something when you talked about the mental toughness when the interception happened. It's interesting to hear a player's perspective because I think, you know, fans don't have any appreciation or not nearly the appreciation they should have for what's happening on the field. They think it's just, just do it, you know, like you know, catch the ball, dummy, and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So they don't have any appreciation. But I think when you're in a high-stakes game like that, it takes everything you have from your physical abilities to your mental abilities to your emotional and things that you wouldn't think of in a game. But just just resilience, you know, just to be able to say, I got to get back up. We just screwed away the best opportunity we had to slam the door shut. Now it's whatever, a 14-point swing, yeah. you know, whatever it is. But you have to be able to say, okay, it's not over. You got and it's almost that goldfish mentality where you have to forget and move on and forget and move. But Short that memory. kind of resilience, people, unless you've done it, unless you've built up that muscle, that emotional muscle, which nobody thinks of, uh, you'll lose and you'll falter when the heat's on. And, and, and that's, that's a great point because the emotional muscle is something that we used to work in practice, in games when we'd come back. So we had that emotional muscle where if shit hit the fan yeah we were still mentally tough enough to say all right it's, we could still work our way out of that and we had a lot of data we had a lot of experience in that and going into a game like this in the AFC championship on the road yes you're up 14 points at halftime but you know yeah. for a fact that this thing's coming down to the end so you better be prepared you're just sitting there thinking like we're making this harder on ourselves yeah. because Five bad plays yeah. changes a play, Absolutely. a game. Absolutely. You could you could play ninety percent of your great game, but if situationally on certain situations you do not perform, yeah. red area third down, like that's when the game gets away. Absolutely, you know. So it's it's the team that makes the least amount of mistakes, and we've at, at that point we were like, man, we fuck, we made, we should have got that one because we knew that this team was explosive. And they weren't out of it, even though it was 14-0. This team's too fucking good. Well, credit to the Chiefs. So they start off the second half with a touchdown in under three minutes. There's touchdown under three to minutes. Sammy Watkins and then a touchdown to Travis Kelsey. They follow up with uh, Patriots kick a field goal. But then there's back-to-back Damian Williams touchdown. So they go up 21-17. In the third or in, in the, the fourth. In the fourth, yes. So we were, wow. we were battling out. It was kind of stale for... Most of the third, they hit a three. Then we had a long drive where we got a field goal, and then they got another drive where they scored, and there were these long, methodical drives. It was great fucking football. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you have execution that was going on both sides of the ball, and, and it wasn't just the offenses. The defenses were making plays, and it's like a, it's a straight chess match. Yeah. This shit's chess. Like, you, you know that you're going to lose some of your pieces, 
You know that they're going to have a 28-yard fucking gain to Tyreek Hill because the guy's done it all year. Yeah. You just got to contain it. Yeah. And so then we go into that fourth quarter, and it was like, what was it? What was it? 14-17 at, in, going into the fourth. Yes. Then they, they went up to 24-17. 21-17, yep. 21-17. Sony Michelle scored uh, with three minutes left to go up 24-21. Three minutes left. Yeah. Then the Chiefs respond uh, with this the Damian is about, Williams. This is about where I started to focus and, and really get, you know, start screaming. And so, so this is about the time I start screaming at my phone because I'm getting it so slow. You know, so I'm like, did, did we score? Did we not score? We're in the red zone. Field goals aren't going to do it. So I'm, I'm, this is where I'm losing my shit. And it's 3 a.m. on an iceberg. And, and just to iceberg. let you know, to put in also, they were the, the league could have been picking on someone or us because J.C. Jackson had four fucking penalties that like three of them out. Yeah, this AFC championship, they're giving them, they were getting chunk plays on these plays. Remember that? J.C. Jackson had like four yeah. crazy 30-yard game penalties PIs holding. He still got paid a lot. But. <laughs> so there was so fun fact for all you people who love the over: thirty-eight total points were scored in the fourth quarter. Um, Jeez, wow! That's you know what that is. That's two great boxers feeling each other out until the last round, and then they let their hands fly. Flying, 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 and it, and it, and then so what? They scored. They went up twenty-one seventeen. Yeah, with three minutes left. Sony Michelle scored. They go up 24-21. Then a quick drive from the Chiefs again. Damian Williams touchdown to, to go up 28-24. Then you guys drove down. Uh, Patriots drove down with 40 seconds left. Rex Burkhead had a four-yard touchdown. This to is up. when I thought the game was over. It's under a minute. Look at the scoring yeah. that took place under two minutes. Yeah. Right? From the two-minute warning to, to the end of the game, all the scoring that took place. Good on this Lord. last drive, though, on this last drive where it was... We needed a touchdown to get back into it, and we were on that. What was it? Uh, forty seconds. F that when we scored with yeah, forty yeah, that, seconds, the last drive before the field goal, we yep. kicked it or we we threw an interception, and they lined up in the neutral zone. I'm sitting there. I didn't before. see the flag, but then I saw. I, I thought we were. I thought we lost the Wait, game. Is it, now who lined up? Is this one? We're talking D about right the there. D Ford. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ford lined up in the neutral zone. Right. Yes. Yep. And but that would have been the game, right? Had that would have been the game. That would have been the game. You, you guys intercepted the ball. Yes, Kansas City yes. intercepted the ball, and that would have been it. We would have been going. We would have been that on our way to the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. I was literally yeah. walking, and one of their we no one really saw the flag. I didn't see the flag. I everything was going in my head like we just lost a fucking game. Fuck this red blue mud moon thing. <laughs> I'm literally thinking about man. We got to get our fucking plastic bags ready. It's gonna be a shitty flight home. We should have been going to the Super Bowl. And the flag comes up. I'm like, wait a minute, what? One of their players, I forgot who it was. He, he said, man, you guys had a hell of a year this year, but it ain't your year. He said that to me. I forgot who it was. And then I saw the flag. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, we got this shit. Let's go. <laughs> We're all there. And once we got that flag, we ended up getting it. We scored. And then they fucking came back and kicked a field goal with 40 seconds. I'm sitting here like, what the hell is going on? Wasn't there a big penalty on there? They got the ball with... 39-ish seconds left, uh, kicked a field goal. Yeah, there was two 20-yard completions, one to Spencer Ware and one to Robinson uh, to get them in field goal range. And then Harrison Butker kicked a 39-yard field goal with eight seconds oh, left. what a game. I think yeah. that's – so. Uh, okay, so I remember the, the scoring happened so fast from the two-minute down, right, yep. back that, and forth, back that and it wasn't coming to me fast enough. Yeah. So I kept being confused. Like, is it over? Is it not over? What the fuck's going on? 
And it, it, so then when I saw overtime, you know, I basically just chucked my phone. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me at this point. And I was exhausted. I was so exhausted. Like I was on borderline tears, exhausted. Um, and I, I was keeping everybody in that little area of the glacier. There's only like three of us. It was bear. <laughs> we had an assistant, you know, uh, one of his uh, former Royal Marine guys was his uh, helper. And then me. And I was keeping them all awake. And they were like, shut the f They were so mad at me. <laughs> but whatever, dude. It's the, it's the AFC Championship. Man. You, know? you got to understand. It's exactly what you just said. Two boxers feeling each other out through three. And then last two minutes, Joker's going for haymakers. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's technique's fully gone. We're just trying to knock someone out. Yeah. Game ends. We go to overtime. Yeah, so when the game ends at a tie. Yeah. What's what's the vibe on your side of the field? What's the vibe? So our vibe is confident or nervous. No, nah, we were we were confident. We, we we're like screw that. If we get the ball, we're, we're scoring. We're winning. And we're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. They get the ball. Our defense was confident because we were bottling them up. Yeah. We were we were being annoying with them. Where they weren't getting their big big plays. They had a few of them, but like we had we we felt like we had a shot. If regardless, but once Matthew Slater went up there and said heads. And he says, you guys win the toss. And he just straight up said, we want the ball. And they, we walked away. That's when I knew we were going to the Super Bowl. Wow. Just because. Yeah. Something inside. Like, it wasn't just, con it wasn't just being, you know, uh, uh, amped up. No. It was, you felt it in your bones. We fe I felt it in our bones through our execution. Like, we were executing things. We were able to run the football. And when you run the football, and especially later in the game. Yeah. We were always the best shaped team. We were always in the most shape as a team. We used to run this stupid fucking hill that guys would complain about. But then at the end of games, you could finish games because you weren't as tired as them. Yeah. So you could literally run the ball down people's throat. And that's what we did. We ran down their throat. We had a couple good third down conversions. And then, you know, Rex Burkett, we put it in jumbo. He ran it right in. We were going to the Super Bowl. It was fucking crazy. So the overtime drive. Talk about what you just talked about. Was there any controversy? So it was a because yes, I know there's controversy yes. with Ford being in the yes. at least for us. Yes, there's controversy. There's yeah. controversy that I touched a ball on a punt earlier in the game as well. Okay, okay. controversy. Yeah, but then we, we threw an interception the next. So the play. next play that null and void yeah. any controversy. No, no that should so yeah. The controversy. So overtime, Patriots had a 15 play, 80 yard touchdown drive. Jesus, uh, 15. They converted That's soul three. Sucking. Converted three third and tens. Uh, and it ended with Rex Burkhead punching in a two-yard run you for the Patriots. Three third and tens, and so three. this is this is also this is peak Tony Romo booth. Oh yeah. So like you, uh, this is probably the apex of Tony Romo. Yeah. He was predicting all these all the plays. Like uh, Rich Eisen has a tweet about like calling him Romo Dom like Nostradamus, Nostradamus kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, and like he was even saying because a lot of those third and longs, Jules was getting the third and down. So he was like third and Edelman, third and Edelman. Um, so, and then the controversy is after this game, the, teach, the Chiefs with their, you know, prolific offense um, never got to touch the ball in overtime. So after this game, they um, pitched a new rule where everyone can touch the ball on offense or on in overtime. Um, and I have some more details on that. This in was second. the one that actually changed the whole program. It started the ball rolling. Started the ball rolling. Wow. Well, I do remember thinking, you know, in overtime, I always liked the college overtime. It seems like the most fair thing there is. It's the most fair way to settle it. NFL overtime never struck me as fair. 
I completely agree with you. And I think the only tweak you do is you just, instead of having it be like the 20, the 25, just like put it to the 50. Or exactly. Like, take, exactly. Yeah. take it back to the 50 I, yeah. and do it the exact thing same thing. The thing is, way. though, that yeah. they're, they're afraid of that would have more football. What do you mean? So you could potentially have more plays if teams were to go, you know, start at the 45, 50, and then they kick a field goal. Other teams start to the 45, 50, they kick a field goal. All right, there's but then, nine but then plays. With, with each overtime, you you know you confine it and make it harder and harder. We have to go for two point conversions. And yeah, you, you to, can. You know, you there's ways to do it. So by the time you got your third overtime, it's, or Rob, you could just stop them. And is that for player safety? I heard you. Is that for player safety? <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah, they say. I mean, see how yeah. Water off a duck's yeah. back, man. All that yeah. stuff. Like yeah, that. I think I think that's for player safety. Player safety. Okay, that's man. what they say. I uh, I don't know. But I do know that you guys want to. You guys want to know over two, two years later. Very much similar to the to the Buffalo Bills, which both, well, that run. game blew me away. Yeah, that was. I was so exhausted after that game. I literally just laid on the couch because I, I screamed. So my voice was gone. My dad and I, because my dad was out. He he was out here visiting me, and uh, we both just sat on the couch, just absolutely exhausted, but happy. But just there was nothing left of us. We were puddles. And we yeah. didn't do anything except watch the game. No, you're invested. <laughs> you're part yeah. of it. It, it's, it, it is. I, do you guys understand? When you guys play, I know you, you understand that the fans, you know, love the team and da da da. But do, do you know what it means, like, to the fans? Do, you know, do, do, you, do you have an appreciation you for do. how much they appreciate you? You, you, you do. Okay, and good. you, you know, so I, I, I played in Boston. So, yeah, great fans out there. They, they fucking, <laughs> anywhere Hardcore you go. Fans. Yeah, you know they they took care of you in all facets. They loved their football players. They loved their hockey, their baseball. Their they love it all out there. That's right? a sports town. They you a know hardcore I mean? sports town for sure. You know they were they were on the edge of their seats right with us because none of our games came easy. Like any of our Super Bowls, we were down twenty eight to three. We're down ten points in fourth quarter to Seattle. Yeah. Fucking the barn burner against the Rams, where it was just a defensive bat. Like a lot of heart palpitation. In all of our games for everyone. Absolutely. So to wrap up this game, Patriots won 37-31, went on to play the Super Bowl, as we mentioned, won the Super Bowl, Jules won MVP. And then Stud. Uh, since then, <laughs> the Chiefs have gone 59 and 16. Um, they've won or they've gone to four straight AFC championship games, three Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl wins, and I don't know, countless Patrick Mahomes stats and blah 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 blah. So last year I got to lead the uh, victory parade. Down Kansas City. That'd be awesome. Uh, they were all on these buses, right? And they were getting gassed up early, you know. So, uh, and it was Eric Stone Street and myself. And they put us like clowns <laughs> in a golf cart <laughs> out in front of the teams. So we went down the, we'd go down uh, the main street because we went all the way from the river all the way to Union Station. And Eric and I are, ba- you know, we're just two idiots, you know, having the time of our life driving down in a golf cart. But we were just doing S's in front of the buses, going side to side, getting the crowd revved up, uh, you know, as the as the buses came down. How many people they have at those? Like a mill? Oh, my God. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Those it are was, always... Because it, it, was, it was at least 10 people deep for the entire, you know, whatever it was, two or three miles from the river to the Union Station. It was just unbelievable on that route. After that, what's the grieving process? For uh, the the downside, yeah, the downside after this kind of game like that, this this you, one took you were, a long you were probably time. you had that short memory going. You were thinking about bat or whatever your the glacier thing was going. So yeah. you're like that. That's something good to. The next day, I had to uh, pull myself over a frozen river 
you know, and I, I and you, you, it's like it's like a zip line, but you go down and then it stops, and you're just dangling over a river, and then you have to pull yourself up the other side. Ugh. And I, I was, it took everything I had. I was, and I was dehydrated, and oh, that was that was that was hard. So it was, I, my mind was off it immediately. I was like, well, yeah. done. And then of course, I don't think, I think the pain stuck around long enough that I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch that one. So it's all right. Because I was, uh, you know, it missed much. Congratulations to you, though. Thank you. Thank you. What's the legacy of this game for you guys? This is kind of like the slingshot. It was. No? You know what it was? It was. It you was, guys won it next year, right? Yeah. It was. It was putting on notice. And I did. I went to that. I went to that Super Bowl because it was the first one in my lifetime for the Chiefs. Yeah. And it was down in Miami, and I went, and and it, it, it was everything I hoped it would be. It was dramatic. We came from behind. It was fourth quarter. It was everything I hoped it would be. Uh, I didn't go to the uh, Bucks Super Bowl when Brady beat us again, um, but I did go to the last one in Phoenix when we beat the Eagles, and I, that was another wonderful moment. So all good. Uh, but the game that the AFC Championship against you was first. It was a it was a wonderful moment for Kansas City because we had an AFC we hosted an AFC At Championship home. game, and then. It was also kind of it was a coming out party. It was you yeah. know hey we there's this new team in town. It, it these are going we're going to be good for a long time if we can stay healthy. You know we're going to be contenders yeah. for a long time. So it was, that was special, and it also reminded us that nothing's guaranteed because that season you know we were twelve and four. We, we were a team of destiny. Where you know we thought we were king king shit of turd mountain. Turns out we can be beat. So it, like then you go oh yeah every game matters. We got to. You know, everything matters. It's not over until it's over. It's not over until you're holding the Lombardi Trophy. The football gods are crazy. They are crazy. I mean, and they, they giveth and taketh. I went to that New York Super Bowl uh, when the when the 13. Seahawks yeah. just beat the tar out of the Broncos. Yeah. And it got away fast. Within the first minute, there was a... Oversnap. Oversnap out of the back of the end zone. And from then on, n- nobody ever looked back. That game was over in the in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, but so you never know which way these things are going to go. Well, you, you also got to think Brady had three Super Bowls by the time he was Patrick's age right now, and yeah. then took him ten years to get to another one. Yes, and get his next. I, I mean, these this is this is a hard fucking thing. Yeah, and to go back to you know first time hosting an AFC Championship over in Kansas City, I have to say that that place is probably. Top three most electric outdoor stadiums I've ever been to. Like we got our ass beat there on Monday Night Football once. When remember that whole thing, and then when we went there, like it was that place gets so loud, mm. and and they they get rocking, and their fans aren't like particularly mean. Yeah, they're not mean to you, yeah. but they, they 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 yell and they'll say stuff. But like you go to other places, you go to Philadelphia. I mean. <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah, forget about it. Like it, it's it was a great place yeah. to play a football. I will game. say this about Arrowhead. Arrowhead is incredibly just what you said. It's electric. It's loud. We have you know Seattle and us. We're always battling yeah. for outdoor stadium volume. You know supremacy. Yeah, um, we would hit certain decibels. You know yeah. all that stuff. It's true. And, it's real. But if you come to Arrowhead and you're in your Patriots gear, okay, no one's going to harass you. No, you don't get any shit in Kansas City. People let you enjoy the game. Do that at a Raiders game. No. Can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Kyler, we miss anything? A couple of quick fun facts. Um, just would be remiss if we didn't mention that Sony Michelle had 29 carries, 113 yards, and Stud. two touchdowns, and a pretty incredible run that whole playoff um, matchup. Also, Shout out Sony. 
I got some clarification from Cheryl Crow. Uh, she, after a nationwide global warming tour, the singer-songwriter Cheryl Crow says, I propose a limitation be put on how many squares of toilet paper can be used in any one sitting. Uh, and then some Games With Names fun fact. Rob becomes our second Jayhawk to join Games With Names. Who's the first? Paul Pierce. Oh, and Rob love is it. also our third Daily Show alum to join the show with Hassan Minaj and Lewis Black being the other two. I love those guys. Love those guys. Lewis was uh, on the show when I was there, and, and I love that guy. We'll be right back after this quick break. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Now we got. Now we go to the segment. We wrap it up. We name the game, and then we got to score the game. So the names that we have, and you can add if you want, are the Super Blood Wolf Moon game, <laughs> the Dynasty Lives On game, uh-huh. the D Ford game, the You're Too Old game, <laughs> the Third and, and Edelman, the Third and Edelman. Well, so okay, okay. There's to me, it's down to two. Because as a Chiefs fan, I remember it as the D Ford game. That's how I'll always remember it. All right. Because it would have been over, but for, but for him being in the neutral zone. Yeah. So that that haunts me, and and, and I'm not picking on him. Yeah. But that's how I remember. Hey. It. But third Nettleman's pretty damn great, and this is your show. Nah, I think it's the you're too old Brady game. It's that not was the a Super huge. Blood Wolf Moon game. Super Blood Wolf. Moon. Well, see that it's it's sexy. I'm not gonna say it's not sexy. It is sexy. But I don't know. Again, I was on the losing side. We got to go well, to the well, D4 game. D4 game. Let's do it. The stakes, 1 to 10. Decimals okay. What are your stakes on this game? This is, I mean, this is as high as you can get. I would, I would assume. What's the max? We're 1 10. to 10? 10. It's got to be a 10. Star power. 
to ten. Are right. you kidding me? You had Mahomes, you have Brady, you've got you, you've got Gronk, you've Travis got Gronk Kelsey, and Kelsey. I mean, yeah, Star Reed, Bill Belichick. Also, oh yeah, and the two two great coaches of all, you know, Joe Montana was in the stands. That was game. Joe Montana yeah, there? He was, was rooting there? on the team. What God do we? Bless. What stars do we have there? We had any stars? And I mean, do, were you guys? Oh, I'm sure uh, Rudd was there. I'm sure uh, Ham was there. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a Bad whole man. group. Stony, I know Stony was there. I think he even has a suite. So yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, so star power ten. Yeah. Gameplay. Overtime. It's got to be a ten. Anytime you go to that overtime. Fourth quarter. And and the last two minutes of the game with all that fucking electric. Going, yeah. I told you I watched. I had to rewatch right before you got here. I wanted to run through the fucking wall afterwards. <laughs> okay, name of the game. The name though the D four game. It's either D four, but that's no, only no, for Chiefs fans. Scoring, I think it, Super Blood. Blood no, 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 no. Wolf Moon. The score of the D four game. You gotta, you gotta rate your. We gotta rate our name. What? And One the day. name is really more of the cultural relevance of this game, right? How long? How much cachet does this live in your brain? How much does this live on Patriots? You know, how much does this like matter? If that's the case, I want to go back and go with Super Blood Wolf Moon. Because that's that's the sexy name. There you go. You won't you won't get any arguments with me on that. That's that's way sexier than D Ford game. So so what's what's your what's your score on that name then? The name is as sexy as it gets. Uh, that's um, I look for me ten. Are we are we doing our first perfect game? Let's hey let's do it. So first, I mean even if even if I was stingy, even if I was the Russian judge on the name, it stills coming in somewhere between a nine five and a, and a ten. Hey, so this is my favorite game in the Patriots dynasty history. I'm not going to complain well, about this. Well, let's see where it marks up with the, with the other games. Let's just put it in context where this is. So this would be at the top, right? Beating Mavericks Heat, which we had. We had Mark Cuban on. Mark uh, Cuban Mavericks on. Heats and he's, 2000. I'm sorry, but this is far better than Game Six, Mavericks. <laughs> but Heat. but it's better than 2004. Uh, Yankee AFC ALS Championship game, Yankees Red Sox, Patriots Giants eighteen and one, the nineteen nine Women's World Cup. Better. Wait, are, did you guys talk about the two thousand four Red Sox? We did with oh, Ortiz. Or, uh, with Ortiz, Big Poppy, and that didn't get that didn't get ten across the board. Well, uh, at the time, our co-host was a Yankees fan, so got a lot. Tough. Hey, hey, I'll take this one being number one. Anything to beat Mavericks Heat. Sorry, uh, Cubes. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to put it up there, and 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 feel free if he wants to. If Cuban wants to call and debate, I'm available. Well, I got a pitch for him, but I told him I'd never pitch him. But I pitched him 30 times on this show. <laughs> and he, you want to plug anything? He didn't shark anything. He didn't. No, nah, I, I said I don't want to pitch him. So even uh, if he did, but I I told him if I had a scenario, if I was gonna sell something, which I did, he, he didn't really address it. <laughs> So it was a passive no. Pass. It was a. It was maybe a, a pencil yes. <laughs> That's a better way to look at it. That's the right way to look at it. <laughs> you what you got? You got anything to plug? Uh, uh, Riggles picks podcast. Riggles uh, picks. I, and Riggles I'm coming. Picks. Riggles picks. Yeah. And I'm coming on it. I hope so. Yeah. I'd love to have you. I'm oh my on. god, that'd be fantastic. So Riggles picks podcast. Uh, we're hopefully we're going to be launching here November fifteenth. Uh, first interview will be with uh, with Mr. Kelsey himself. First interview. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. that'll be we've nice. Got a, we've got a bunch in. We've put put stuff in the can and trying to get this thing back on its feet. It's actually a relaunch. I had done this for about three years prior to COVID, and then COVID uh, kind of shut down. And like I said, remember the beginning of the 2020s has been hard. Yeah. So now, hopefully, you know we're going to relaunch and it'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, that's the perfect guy to have on to yeah. launch something right yeah, now. Absolutely, Might new heights bump. bump. New heights bump. <laughs> nice bump. 
There you go. Thank you for coming, man. It was hey, awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it, dude. Appreciate your service, too. Absolutely. Thanks. That was awesome. What a guy. A good interview. I was watching back the tape. Good interview. Yeah. Would have been a little better if, if I was there. I knew that something was I missing. I needed Raw. I needed, <laughs> I, needed, I, needed, I needed Jackie. I'm just kidding. Kyler killed it. I, I, did I, how many times did I mispronounce his name? Oh, Ron Riggle, all that. Burt Hill hanging Jesus out with. Jesus Christ. Dude. Bart Kreischer really, and it's, Reggie it's Williams. Folks. <laughs> folks. It's tough. Been hitting the head for a living. It's tough, man. Okay, I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying nothing. The alliterations names are tough. The the double R. He was a good sport, though. He was. He he understood. You know, it, it's it. He's a Marine guy and came in always on. All the people with military, they always come on time. They got. They're all pros. Prompt. If you're five minutes early, you're late. You could tell he's just a professional. Pro. Pros. Pro. pro funny in whatever he does. Hilarious, dude. Oh, my God. That, that was awesome. I got a quick stat correction here for you. Even though I wasn't here, I'm always watching, baby. So I got a quick stat correction. Jules, you made the slight mistake. Happens to the best of us. Called Rob a former Marine. But we will clarify here, once a Marine, always a Marine. Our bad, Rob. My bad, Rob. Hoorah! We love you. I'm sorry. I'm not a word <laughs> guy. I'm not, a, I'm not what some would say a Shakespearean guy of the English language. <laughs> That was good. That was good. What a what a fun episode. We'll see you next time, guys. Peace. Games with Names is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information you've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately well toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle we've got hybrids no plug needed but we also have plug-in hybrids if that's your thing (laughs) you can even go 100 electric in the toyota bz4x with so many options for reducing carbon emissions toyota is electrified diversified Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyond zero.